Welcome back to Apex Racing TV, and it is the late Apex with myself, Sam Fitzpatrick, and David Sampson. And over the next hour or so, we're not quite sure how long it's going to be, we're going to be discussing the sim racing news which has occurred over the past week and maybe even a little bit further as well because it's been a while since we've done one of these. And particularly this week, David, there's a lot for us to discuss. This is a pretty good starting point. Yeah, we got lucky. There, you know, a few new games, lots of uh, breaking news, lots to discuss. So yeah, and uh, yeah, chuffed to be here. Definitely. And uh, also, a word for one of our sponsors as well for this uh, stream is Apex Racing Academy. Uh, big thanks to them for supporting. And I'm going to try to show a banner as well. Let's see if that goes well. That has not gone well. However, big thanks to Apex Racing Academy. There are currently uh, some offers on that if you go to apexracingac.com uh, to do that. We might be able to show that banner by the end of the day. But let's get straight into the news. And I think the biggest news, particularly for us iRacers, David, is the iRacing NASCAR partnership. Now, these guys, of course, have been working together since 2010. We've had the official NASCAR championship. And I think the, the official term has been uh, official simulation partner, but not anymore. iRacing have got the rights to produce NASCAR console games. Yeah, and a big license it is. I'm sure lots of people on iRacing are underestimating what this means because... We think of iRacing as the mecca of sim. And while that might be true, what we're under set, underrating here is it's not the mecca of numbers. You know, the Gran Turismos, the Forzas, all these have huge reach and it's because of console. So this for iRacing is, uh, gives them big scope, big marketing. I am excited to see it. Uh, obviously, it's fair to say the last NASCAR game did not land well with viewers. Uh, there's been this progressive steps that they've been getting over the years and... While we're happy with Iterif games, you know, there's been FIFA games since I was yay big all the way up to the height I am now, and it's never been a bit bad thing, but this one stood out as a bad release. Yeah, ever since, um, of course, the the, um, the games have been developed for a while by 704 Games. Yep. They were acquired by Motorsport Games in 2021. And really, for the NASCAR community, and, and you often see this, and you see it with the IndyCar community as well, there's a lot of frustration that... It seems like for years, even decades, the standards of games just haven't been that high. And that hasn't necessarily been a particularly recent thing. I mean, I think it has taken a downturn recently, but it's been the story for a while. And I mean, I've been on social media and seen there's there's a lot of hope. And obviously, you know, we can't count on this. The first one of these iRacing games will be out in 2025, but it could be quite a level up for a franchise which has often not inspired avid NASCAR fans, let alone really what NASCAR want, which is just normal gamers who get into NASCAR through the games. That just hasn't been happening. Correct. I th obviously, this is why we're seeing the big bucks be spent on this, because you're right. Um, I mean, I, I, am I right in saying iRacing was born from Oval, from NASCAR. Yeah, yeah. There was no road. It was, uh, I forget the previous name... Uh, it, was, it was like, was it Papyrus Games? Papyrus. He was yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. So, yes, the path to NASCAR from console and the big step up in, uh, you know, visual fidelity, handling. I mean, iRacing has it all. I am going to be interested to see how, you know, iRacing's been around for a very long time and this iterative uh, development on PC has been over, I'm going to say like 11 years. It could be, it's around that mm. sort of time. So how they're going to now console, I'm, I'm excited to see, but I think it's going to be a big step. And, how they um, portray it. Are we going to see uh, iRacing-esque feel to the UI and everything? Or are they going to look to maybe 
you know, really step it up and then maybe that's something that could progress to the PC in the future because it gives them a good opportunity to a new, right? It gives them a good step to to have their own development path on console. Well, I, th I think a good kind of comparison is probably the World of Outlaws game, which, of course, uh, yeah. is developed by Monster Games, who actually had the NASCAR license back in 2015, um, and they could well be taking the helm when it comes to developing this new NASCAR game as well. So it's almost like the license uh, returning, but World of Outlaws, very highly rated uh, game for, you know, the fans of, of Dirt Oval Racing, and so a lot of positivity coming from that. Of course, that. yeah. yeah. Um, uh, just a few details as well about the deal. Of course, the license was until 2029 for Motorsport Games, who, of course, took acquisition of 704 Games, who originally had the license. It's unclear whether this license lasts till 2029, seeing that it was bought, like the license was bought. It wasn't kind of ditched or anything. It was bought for a reported sum of five to six million dollars. Um, you would assume that the license goes on till 2029. Um, and uh, that license in its full name is the NASCAR Team Properties Exclusive Simulation Style Console Racing Games License. And that means that they can do consoles and also mobile games as well with this new license. Yeah, it's big for them. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of iRacing subscriptions. Well, the, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, to your point earlier on, you were saying how like iRacing in the grand scheme of things isn't that big. And it, and it really isn't. Like We cannot stress this enough. Correct, yeah. Like, it, we can very much easily get stuck in our bubble. And iRacers stay on the game for decades upon decades. But, like... The, if you look at the iRacing IDs, there's been less than a million iRacers ever. Yep. And you often, uh, I've seen games like B have a headline, less than a million copies sold of this game. What a disaster. Correct. If this was a PlayStation or an Xbox hit. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So the, the, it's going to be a factor larger, I imagine, in terms of sales, just in the first couple of years alone. Correct, 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 correct. correct. Yeah, I like when I see the comparison between the iRacing and the set course. Uh, uh, a set of course of competitors, you know, I see the comparisons. They look very similar, they play similar. And on PC, people have their uh, ideas, and I think, but we have to remember console sales and how lucrative that is for them. I mean, these things aren't even sometimes bought by the person that wants it. Nans, parents, they buy games for kids and yeah. at Christmas time, sometimes multiple copies. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it can be huge for them. They wouldn't be spending five to six million dollars if they didn't believe so. Absolutely. Um, and uh, yeah, also, of course, the, one of the positivities for, for iRacing sort of taking the, the system is the AI that iRacing has. It's widely considered, I think, in the sim racing world, it's probably the best AI um, out there, particularly for over racing. That, that's really where they are above the rest. I think Automobilista, I think, have a pretty good system as well. But um, yeah, iRacing seems to have taken that to another level. And of course, these elements are going to be transferred. You know, you think dynamic track conditions as yeah. well will be transferred. And I mean, for me personally, what what I would be looking for, and, and this is a criticism I've seen of uh, NASCAR 21 Ignition, is just like the lack of depth. And when I saw, uh, I'm, I'm not much of a gamer myself, but saw the game that I have played a lot is FIFA. And the reason why I like FIFA, and I'm not an Ultimate Team person, I'm a career mode person. I'm oh, a okay. I can manage And the reason why that is, is because of the depth. Is because I get to pick my players in the team. I get to do transfers. There's so many extra elements besides just playing football on it, which would get very dull very quickly. But it's the extra layers. And what NASCAR, and to be fair, what previous games of NASCAR have done is upgrades to the season on your car so that you've got a proper progression. Of course, in motivating generally, you've got sort of a, a career to, to progress a driver who starts out as a rookie who earns yeah. achievements as a career goes on 
I, I hope they really go down that route and add elements like that, contracts and, yeah. you know, picking maybe your teammates and, you know, team rivalries and stuff. Because I think that's what takes these games up to the next level. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I remember probably my... I mean, I grew up with the, I would say, the Ayrton Senna games on the Mega Drive. But the ones I remember the most was obviously Gran Turismo on the PlayStation 1. And being able to upgrade your car, the cream, everything about it and the the depth and progression, that's what got me hooked on racing for, well, now I'm old. Yeah, yeah. But yes, all that time. Uh, but yeah, I think our racing, had, oh, they have a bit... For, for NASCAR and how they deliver on PC and the events and the, the, the standard they have is far and away what we saw released on the console. I think I did try it um, on a controller, on a TV, This the previous NASCAR, what was it called? Ignition? Uh, Ignition, 21, yeah. And, um, I mean, on my first race experience, I'm not a big over guy. Now, yes, I was just using a controller, but it was shocking. Yeah. <laughs> shocking. I mean, the starting procedure was all wrong. I was well ahead. The AI looked like it, I had uh, some privilege and I was allowed any space I wanted at any point. It didn't feel right. It wasn't... Um yeah, it wasn't right. So this is yeah, this is a massive opportunity for us. I'm not sure if we're necessarily the people to answer this question, but <laughs> when it comes to graphics, I think I've noticed the last few NASCAR games they sort of have quite a strong sort of motion blur. It's uh, and it it's sort of aimed for those who aren't necessarily in the cockpit who are having like a more of a out of um, out of car kind of view. Do you think they should go for a very realistic system like they do with iRacing, or do you think they need to sort of go for Almost, almost like a more of a TV look on the, um, on the game. It, it is tough. Now, I know we, sim racers, yeah. absolutely... Like, like for us, it's not even a question. Correct. Like we have to get in the minds of... So easy. one thing to remember is a lot of the, a lot of the console users, it's single screen. Yeah. Now, the single screen might be... I mean, we talk in inches when we're talking about sim racing. 21 inches, 20 inches, 19 inches from eye to screen. These are more like 10 foot, yeah. 8 foot... And sometimes without motion blur, sensor speed on a flat panel at eight foot can be tricky. So I know why it's there. I hate it. I turn it yeah. off. I turn it off in every style of game, whether it's FPS, whether it's racing. I don't like it. I can see why it's there for your arcade um, experience on a television because yeah, it tries to give you a sense of motion. That's what we get spoiled with our triples or being so close to the panel. Um, but my vote still goes to banish, or at least yes. default off. Okay, let, let us know if you agree with that one. I, yes. I feel like genuinely who our subscribers are on Apex Racing TV, they'll, they'll probably agree with you, I think, on that one. That's uh, why I would let that way. I didn't want to be... Uh... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> People are already tuning in. Oh, if, uh, yeah, like yeah, said, yeah. Blur. Fantastic <laughs> stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, is, uh, yeah, anything else on, on, on this game that you've sort of spotted and uh, excited about? Uh, uh, well, let's see if it, yeah. Career mode, uh, any, I, I can't imagine we're going to see any sort of manager level, like running a team. That can come, but it, it, usually you want to hit out first. You know, you want to prove the game. It could be something added or a side game or, you know, a future project. But I think for now, they need to now, the Overland NASCAR experience on console, uh, it does need to work well with controller. That's maybe yeah, something yeah, that's iRacing element, yeah. Yeah, hasn't worked on. But let's not underestimate um, again, how many people do have the, say, something like a PlayStation and their Fanatec gear that works with the PlayStation or the Xbox? That is still popular. Um, it's just us PC super users, we class console users, just sitting there on a sofa, 20 foot from their screen on a controller. But I promise 
they have evolved. Yeah, yeah. And again, motorsport, uh, sorry, monster games uh, experience as well on the old NASCAR licenses with World of Outlaws. There's another off-road game, I think, that monster games are, are developing, certainly an iRacing title, which I think might, again, be helmed by monster games. Yep. Um, which they're working on. They have that experience. So hopefully that sort of combination of the iRacing simulator side and monster games console um, sort of... Uh, history that should be a very cool combination and potentially we could have a level up of nascar games which i think the nascar community have been crying out for and could genuinely be the boost that nascar needs because um whenever you hear about the popularity of nascar it always seems to be uh people being down about it even if maybe they're being a little bit pessimistic but hopefully this will be a boost for it um but sort of going kind of stretching off from this which I think this is the bigger news, honestly, do which hasn't necessarily got the headlines, is the part, potentially the reason why this has happened, and that's because Motorsport Games are uh, managing their finances and managing their commitments to the different sim racing titles they have. Of course, they have Le Mans Ultimate, which is coming out later this year. We might mention that a little bit later on. And uh, they've also got the BTCC game. They've also got the IndyCar game. And of course, they had the NASCAR license as well. And it seems that potentially the reason why they have sold the NASCAR license is one, for a little bit of extra cash, and two, to reallocate resources to the other projects so they, they can get <laughs> them over the line, get them started, and hopefully you know, on a good trajectory. It seemed like it was they were biting off more than what they could chew with the amount of games that they're developing. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think you was actually complimentary when you called the IndyCar and the uh, BTC games when I imagine it was a quick grab of some R-Factor code, repurposed, they whipped up a demo, showed it off to the potential person that owned the licence, they threw down a checkbook, bought the licence and then realised what an uphill challenge this was going to be and it's not something they can just throw together. Um, They definitely are struggling. It's public news. I mean, everything at the moment they touch... Obviously, their finances and share prices are public. Everything that's happening has gone down in public. Um, so, yeah, this is promising. We all want to see the return of IndyCar mm. or even just looser licensing so we can run IndyCar in uh, iRacing. Uh, lots of big names. Um, obviously, I run a lot with uh, Tony Kanaan, who's run the Indy 500 quite a few times. And I can honestly tell you, he was heartbroken. That Yeah. I mean... It got to the stage in racing where we couldn't even use the term on the forums because <laughs> they had blocked the word. I mean, that's when all this licensing stuff really annoys me because <sighs> IndyCar is something millions of fans are passionate about we're, and we're squabbling over uh, license and we don't have a game for it. And the game doesn't seem to be coming. Um, so it's, it's exciting. We want to see IndyCar... I mean, BTCC hasn't... I don't think anyone's done anything for it for a while. Uh, yeah, Toka. Uh, there's been oh, a few of comments course, Toka. in the YouTube chat, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People yeah. saying Toka 3, goated career mode. Um, I, I I agree. Um, I, I Which one did I have, actually? Toka Race Driver. Maybe Toka Race Driver 4, maybe I had. That had all sorts of, of cars on it, actually. But, um, yeah, yeah. Toka was really the last big effort for that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so let's see. Because Cartcraft, I feel, is... That was a well-polished game, I believe, because Motorsports game came in after that was finished or right... Right right at the end. Yeah, right, right at the end. Because that uh, looks good. 
And so, so, and of course, that's. I, I think they've now been rebranded as Motorsport Games Australia. Um, so that's sort of the, the people who develop Cartcraft. And so, with these sorts of uh, issues for Motorsport Games, it seems like they are. They've got a few products which are under review. Uh, one of them is the IndyCar game. So uh, IndyCar and also potentially Traction.gg as well, which uh, is a fantastic new site. Yeah. And hopefully nothing bad happens to that because they really do a fantastic job, but probably is the best news site in uh, in, in all of um, sim racing. Uh, but yeah, the Motorsport Games Austri- Australia studio is in trouble. They're the ones who are um, currently developing the IndyCar game. Uh, it's believed that once Cartcraft was almost over, basically they were said, all right, you're on, you're on the IndyCar game now. And obviously progress with that has been very slow. And even Penske Entertainment, who own IndyCar, you know, they've been impressed by what they've seen so far from the IndyCar game. But apparently there are issues when it comes to the amount of resources they have to finish the game. And I mean, the, the from my perspective, sort of the, the, the issue with that is that this is just the first game. Like, the, I, as far as I'm aware, at least the IndyCar game would be quite a regular release, maybe yearly, but I mean, maybe every few years. But they're struggling to get over the line. The first one yeah. is burying worrying news, I must say, for that one. So, and apparently they're, they're needing to look for um, other partnerships as well, which is sort of an, an odd terminology, seeing that they've got the studio themselves. So, yeah, I yeah. wonder if that's a like you say, a lack of resource, like they're actually missing key departments to yeah, maybe. get it over the line. Maybe it could just be something simple as, uh, I don't know, but maybe the the team that's now called Motorsport Games Australia Studio, it's they've just got holes that can't be and filled. And of course, Cartcraft's a very different game to IndyCar, isn't uh, it? Uh, and the Cartcraft was, sort so of had the feel from the start as quite a small production because... Mm-hmm. It, it, the fact that they had the circuits that they did I mean I used to do karting it's awesome to see the likes of PFI I think they might have uh, Wilton Mill as well which is actually not too far away from uh, where we are on that game and it's quite a small scale IndyCar obviously is a different if, different level for that and different levels are expected because it's an officially sanctioned game and so you're probably Correct. right in terms of that they just haven't necessarily got the experience Cartcraft you had an indie feel mm. an indie price this t- to pay for the license we know has to be full whack and like you say, rightly so, probably yearly with that number change, incremental changes, graphics, you know, updating with the new hardware, whether it's the Xbox Series XS, all those uh, acronyms that follow. Um, it's not a good statement for Penske to speak up when the house is on fire. So it feels like uh, Motorsport Games is having a, a yard sale. I've been in America for 11 yeah. years, so the terms are changed. <laughs> They've put products out, they're selling them, $6 million for NASCAR, Let's say four million for indie. Um, I would be shocked if anything happened to Cartcraft. I, I don't know why they would. Uh, I, I, I'm assuming they'd keep hold of that because it's a finished product. They can make st- yeah. steam sales on that and earn some revenue. Traction GG. I really don't know. Obviously, I only know what I've heard. Uh, you know, they had a well-established studio pumping out news. They had lots of streamers that worked under them. It was quite a diverse sim racing. Uh, enterprise i didn't know until late that they were absorbed in this takeover um so yeah we don't want to see uh them fall afoul to 
restructuring and finance problems. We yeah. want to s- hope they can just go. I don't know if they can afford to go pendant. I don't know how yeah, it yeah, worked. Yeah. Well, I I, th- I, th- I mean, obviously not just Motorsport, uh, not just Traction.gg, but yeah, the uh, Motorsport Games Australian Studio. We, we, we were doing Cartcraft and Co. Um, obviously, even if you know there were issues with Motorsport Games, wouldn't necessarily mean the end of those things because yeah, someone else could come in and and start uh, funding them. So it may not be too bad, or they could go independent, as you as you suggested. So um, yeah, it wouldn't necessarily be the end, but yeah, worrying news that they're not necessarily going to get the support that they need in the in the short term. Um, I think really what this points towards is that the Studio 397 properties are the ones that they're going to pursue. BTCC doesn't seem like that's under too much pressure um, to to be abandoned. And of course, Le Mans Ultimate still scheduled for... uh, I think it's it's December December, this year. Which is sort of weird because... Well, to be fair, we've seen a fair amount and we've got an idea. Well, we we know what the cars are. It's obviously it's wet cars, but we have seen some of the screenshots and some of the information be published about um, the cars which are being released. So it seems like good for that um, because Studio 397, of course, the producers of, of R Factor 2, um, will have already got sort of the, the base of that already. And they seem to be on course for still producing yeah. those platforms, even if it is a little bit late. Yeah, I mean, I like R Factor 2. I've always been a fan. Without R Factor 2, I may not have found my way to iRacing. R Factor 2 and the original AC were there for me when I progressed from casually playing the Formula 1 games. I like R Factor 2. I like the stew that's working them. Uh, have they got everything right with, you know, the virtual Le Mans that went down? No. Was it a bit ambitious for them? Yes. Have they learned the lesson? Let's hope so, because... <laughs> <laughs> They're investing in this Le Mans Ultimate, and I'm going to put myself out there. I'm probably going to be disagreed, but I'm excited for it, very excited for it. We've got the WEC license. We've got the Le Mans 24 license. We've got, I, I don't think people realize, we're going to be getting like the Ferrari LMDH. We're going to be seeing all these amazing cars that we haven't had to drive yet because of um, you know licensing and whatnot. Uh, I believe it's still the GTEs. I think it's GTEs, LMP2s, and MDHs for the Le Mans Ultimate. Uh, I, I'm not sure uh, what the re- release will be, but even if it's, that's what's released, obviously they'll be releasing the GC3s yeah. eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once, uh, once uh, uh, the real life series changes to that next year. But yeah, so this is my thoughts, right? So R Factor 2, it is a well polished sim. I'm going to hold the comments for a second. It is a well polished sim, has a lot to like about it. good tyre physics, um, graphics are fine, FPS is fine, it works with triples, it ticks all the boxes. Uh, the Le Mans Ultimate, uh, the virtual Le Mans on the online side didn't go fantastic. They had overreached. But this Le Mans Ultimate lets them focus on one thing. It lets them to take the ecosystem and the networks and the servers and focus it on a product. And that product, at the moment, we don't know what they're going to do with WEC. It might just be AI. You know, we At the moment, we don't know much. But obviously, their first grand showing will be hosting the virtual Le Mans. Yes. Can they get Max Verstappen back? It's a different name. So he can save face. He did uninstall R Factor 2. He would be installing Le Mans Ultimate. So he doesn't have to deal with the comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I think I mentioned this earlier to you. We know it's R Factor 2. Yeah. Yeah, rebranded, right? We know that. But the outside don't. The yeah, outside exactly. are seeing a new release. There'll be a new UI, a new skin, a new installer. Um, you know, I'm hoping they've made steps where they need to make steps. Do the graphics need to make a big step? Not really. Maybe a little bit of polish. Um but I don't feel like, um, yeah, so I, I think it can leave a good impression. If this race goes well, the virtual Le Mans, we know 
I mean, the broadcasting last time was fantastic. It's really good. And the and the and obviously the fact that they can get Verstappen and Co. demonstrates that the marketing is fantastic. And of course, you know, people are paying, uh, I might be wrong, this might need to check this, but like two grand for like entry fees in order to get into yep. the series, which of course then like, gets you into the 24 hours. That's, yep. a, that's a lot of money to, to drop. I mean, I don't think any sim racing series has that high an entry fee, basically. So it oh. demonstrates that. It's it's uh, um, something that both real life teams and drivers want to be involved in, and the top esports teams as well. I'd love to do it. If anyone's yeah. listening, it's got two grand. <laughs> I really would love I, to do. I it. think you'd be fairly high up there on the grid. I, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I think there's um, yeah a lot of unexperienced, inexperienced drivers <laughs> and, uh, on the grid. No, it would be fantastic. I am excited for it. I, like, um, Wek Imza is my favourite sort of series, the multi-class element and the tracks they're going to be going to. We know all those. Uh, I, I I want this to work. When I first heard about the motorsport games, you know, uh, their financial issues, my first worry, which didn't seem to be reflected to most people, pe- most people just wanted to add a add a match to finish them off. I don't want our factor to die. No. No, I, I don't want Studio uh, 397. Yeah, I don't want those to die. They've they've done they've brought us a sim racing title that's lasted the test of time. Um, it's not everyone's flavour. I get it, and iRacing fans, I get they're not going to like R Factor Two, but we can't lose R Factor Two. We can't lose the studio behind uh, this epic title. So I'm hoping Le Mans aren't worked. I'm hoping the virtual Le Mans is a brilliant event. I hope they have the commentary how they had it. Um, maybe they'll ask you. Yeah, well, maybe they'll ask you. No, I'll, I'll be driving. Races. <laughs> 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 Well, at least I'll, I'll know someone to make fun of on the, uh, on the stream if I do get uh, pulled up. Uh, I think they do it from Paris as well. I'd quite like to go to Paris. haven't been there before. So looking forward to that. On the topic of R-Factor 2, um, they've got a new online system, which is really cool because, of course, we've had low-fuel motorsport um, sort of fill this hole for them mm-hmm. in the past. R-Factor are taking it into their own hands. I was speculating earlier on, maybe this is something that we're going to see from the start for Le Mans Ultimate, which they're going to then use on R-Factor 2, or maybe they're going to test it on R-Factor 2 first and then use it on Le Mans Ultimate. Uh, But this looks really cool because it seems like a really comprehensive online system, which I think a lot of people have been asking for for R-Factor 2. It's sort of taking into consideration the limitations you can't just have like an iRacing system where you're like we're going to have 50 different series going on every hour and uh this is going to go well they have sort of adjusted it which is the good element to it but honestly i, I can't really see many obvious faults obviously these online systems it's dependent on how many people engage with it from the start uh, but I, th- I think I think our factor two have got a good baseline when it comes to this. Yeah, this is a got. good step. So yeah, we're going to get daily races. I think we saw three series. Three initi- series, yeah. Three series initially. Uh, I think each of the series are going to have different cars each week. I believe. I think it's, it's a good recipe. Yep. Uh, obviously, we're getting driver ranks, safety ranks. UI racers will know exactly what that is. We read there's going to be special events, the option for hosted events, i.e., we can run leagues. Um, and a pro- much easier hosting way as well like a nice ui to yeah. be able to host races the only the only thing that they do say is that there'll be a little bit of a time day it might take 10 minutes for a session to go up but besides that it looks very easy to do i mean i racing takes six minutes i swear so yeah sometimes yeah. um but yeah they're offering a protest system uh they're using their weather system um but yeah, yeah that, that's cool like it'll match what what the real world weather is in whatever part of the world you're hosting the events which is pretty neat 
And just to clear up any confusion, this is their own baked system. You yeah. won't need to use low fat. There's nothing. This is with from within R Factor to itself. I think it's currently in beta now. Yeah, so I, I think it's open beta. I'm not 100% sure. It seems like if you go to their Discord channel, there's, if, if you go onto the webpage, they, they did a, a release about it. If you go to their Discord, then you can see updates about it. I think you can join the open beta uh, because they're anticipating um, issues at the moment. But yeah, hopefully within a few months, we're going to see this as a, as a full release, uh, which yeah looks really good. And it's nice to see R Factor not counting on their laurels and actually... Um, engaging with this new new system that they've got. Yep, I'll be definitely trying it out. I'm, I like, I'm excited. Um, you mentioned low form motorsports, and I mean, that was huge for ACC. I mean, if you look at, because uh, Steam published their numbers, you can watch participation. Once LFM started kicking in, um, it really helped out. It didn't seem to win over R-Factor 2. Now, I don't know if that's because R-Factor 2, like there's just no one playing it, or if it mm. just... Maybe LFM's more suited for the ACC users. I'm not sure on what fence it was. Um, I imagine it was probably the user side, honestly. I think yeah. it's back to that thing of if you got enough users, online works way better. If you, if you got limited users, then there's just not the ecosystem for people yeah. to have. And again, ACC is a different scale to our factor, as far as I'm aware, at least, because it's on you know consoles and yeah. generally is um, a bit more of a, a well, popular we, game. We all have our factor 2 installed. It's just a dusty <laughs> installation. <laughs> well, it's not expensive, is it? So, no, 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 yeah. no. <laughs> um, yeah, so fingers crossed. I'm, I'm, I'm going to definitely try it out. I'm excited for it. I, I always like the ranking system because it gets you something to absolutely obsess over and that yeah, obsession yeah. leads to a little bit of participation then but like you say it is hard at the beginning how do you solve that if there's only three people ever participating yeah. you don't participate so the numbers don't go up and then they just dwindle out to nothing it's really you, you even see it within like series within iRacing yep. don't you where people are like oh I've signed up to this and there's 15 people and I'm not having a good race I'll try a different car now and then obviously a thousand people think that and then the series is dead so so top tip right? I watched so many people do what you just said. If you want a series to go lot uh, to high participation, register right at the beginning. Yeah, everybody yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, don't all wait and see if the number yeah. goes up. All register, and then yeah, all right. If it's too low, pull out before the end. Um, but just top tip for there. Yeah, help build it. Let's bring back the uh, Lotus Forty Nine series. Go official every single and GT ones <laughs> and GT ones. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be good to see. Um, yeah, so really looking forward to that. That's going to be good. Yeah, 100%. Um, in terms of another big release has been Forza, Forza Motorsport. Well, this is actually released on the 10th of October, I believe, is Forza Motorsport. Not Forza Motorsport 8. It's called Forza Motorsport instead. Yep. Uh, to be fair, well, in, two, in one way, this is it legitimizes the title because it has been seven years since the last one. So you could say that it's a relaunch on another side. Is pretty much very. It's not a complete recreation yeah. of of Forza. There have been changes, and we will get into them. But yeah, this is the first one in seven years. Of course, Forza Horizon is now sort of the more pos- uh, more popular uh, platform, which is understandable because it's you know a bit more of a casual game than, yeah, than Forza yeah, Motorsport. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's nice to see it, it return. Yeah, I mean, I used to love Forza. Um, it's where I built a passion for prototypes. To be honest, the first time round. I remember just hot lapping at Barcelona in a, a some Porsche. I assume it was an LMP1 back then. I have no idea. It was so many years ago. But no, I like Forza. And this looks good. We've seen a few early access builds and early access reviews and a few streamers try it out. It looks good. I mean, 
you can't fault them on graphics. They have, you know, they've been. It's always been good, hasn't it? Always been good. I mean, you can be an Iris and fan all you want, but the second you see uh, the lighting, the track effects on Forza, it blows me away. And again, this is going to be a big money hit. Um, it's a big console release. Uh, this one is PC as well. Yes, I believe it does work. I believe it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen it with direct drives and all the big pedal systems. Um, yeah, it, 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 I'm excited for it. I don't, I'll never call it a sim. I might say Simcade. Simcade. I think that's the category. I, I, I think they'll admit that as well. Yeah. Um, I don't particularly like how Gran Turismo... Is Gran Turismo uh, uh, the, the tagline still the real driving simulator? Yes, the, or the ultimate driving. Yeah, yeah, which... Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, for, for also, I think, um, sort of admit that right from the start. And, and this new game, not necessarily, like I said, an absolutely massive change, but from the reviews that I've seen, it's just doing everything a bit better. The graphics are on a huge step up, but like like I said before, they they're already good. Yeah. So it's not going to be absolutely wondrous in terms of um, like this is incredible, but like it's still an improvement. But better physics for both, you know, for particularly when people are getting started, it seems like it's a lot easier to drive now but like not in a bad way i know that sounds bad if i say easy drive either like, oh or assists on or something no it is just easier for beginners but still rewarding for uh experienced drivers improved ai improved audio force feedback has got a lot of um uh feedback forget the pun uh <laughs> as well and that seems to be very positive um a lot of cars i think 500 cars which I th- i'm not sure if that's the most in a forza motorsport game from the articles I read, they were like, only 500 cars. In my <laughs> mind, that's like quite a lot of cars. It is, yeah. Only 20 car, uh, twenty tracks, sorry. I think 14 are real tracks. Lacks the likes of Red Atlanta. The Nordschleife is going to come next year. I heard, yeah, it's coming. No Monza. So a little bit, i say maybe that's the weakest point. But like, it, it, it's, it's still pretty good. 20 tracks. That'll and take you a while to get through. I think a few of the un- Real tracks are fan favourites. You know, yeah. these are tracks that they've been carrying over for years. I, I'm well up for fantasy tracks. Like, uh, if yeah. I racing wants to do fantasy tracks, I'd, I'd, I'd do that. They're <laughs> not. No way. But, uh, well, th- and it's just been pointed out to us in our that uh, they do have the super speedway, which is like, was it like three miles long or something? Yeah. And uh, 40 degrees banking. So uh, they do have that. <laughs> and I wanted them to do a road course for that as well. I think that would have a lot of potential, but... Um, yeah, they haven't, but um, yeah, that, that's uh, that's some of the changes. Also, another change. Uh, the now I'm personally not familiar with this, so this is going to sound like um, a 70 year old talking about TikTok. But uh, basically, as far as I'm aware, in past games, you've done a race and then you got like points to upgrade cars. Now you have to drive a specific car, and the more you drive that specific car, you go up levels and you go up to level 50. From what I've seen, apparently you have to drive for basically two hours and you get to level 50 and it's maxed out. So it takes a bit more time to like get a really cool car because you have to keep on upgrading these different cars to get to your best car. But apparently it, it might be rewarding or it might be a time sink which people get bored with after, after half an hour because they want to drive a car and they're being told, no, you, don't, you can't drive a car, you have to drive this clear for the next 90 minutes. So I, I'm not sure how that one will go. The community will decide whether it's worth it. Yeah, well, let's see. Because I, I never know how I feel about the SimCady point system-y thing. But um, not that long ago, I tried out uh, GT7. Um, I actually got it working on a PC with some, lots of wiring and cables. No, not PC. With my, uh, you know, uh, DD and pedals where it wasn't meant to. 
Um, and the license progression. I've just forgotten how yeah, fun yeah, yeah, yeah. it is to grind something for so, hours. So that's the license Is that where you do the um, the challenge? Yes. On, on like the driving test type things. Yeah. I thought I'd have it nailed into an hour. I think like two oh, streams of that. 10 hours long yeah, and yeah. I finally finished it. Yeah. And yeah, I enjoyed it. It's some, it is something different from for us hardcore sim racers to do. But I mean... We forget sometimes why we get into sim racing. It's not all just about the competition, competition and rating points. We like driving. So I think the, my greatest achievement is, along with winning the BSR Radical Winter Series Championship, but it's also uh, getting to level 40 uh, on the driving mode on Gran Turismo 5, which took ages. Well, <laughs> I think it's like child cruelty, honestly, to make <laughs> you do that many races because it was insane how many races I had to do on that. I had to win like Le Mans 24 and uh, like a six hours of Sukubo race as well in order to get the XP to get to level 40. Uh, that was on Gran Turismo 5. And um, yeah, it, it is satisfying. To so you, you need to have something to aim for. On iRacing, it's iRacing, for example. Those XP elements are important. One of my favourite memories of what you're describing was one of those long endurance races was an, at an oval track, and it's worth big points. And I worked out a beautiful technique of sellotaping my remote just at the right angle where you wall ride, you didn't finish well, but the points you got for yeah, finishing yeah, was huge. Yeah. So I could go down. To, I was, you know, a kid. I'd go downstairs. My parents would say, you know, back then you couldn't say like it was difficult. So I would turn the TV off, cover the console so it looks <laughs> like it's off. My controller throttle is sellotaped. My joystick handle is sellotaped at just the right angle, and I watched my car just wall riding. I think it was like yeah, four to six hours something. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Nowadays, that, that would be that would be disallowed or something after what <laughs> happened in NASCAR last year. But back then, uh, no issues with the uh, with the wall riding. And um, yeah, that that I I I think it's positive. Honestly, those, I do. those car changes. I I think having I think as well, it's good to have people stick to like a car and like get that affection for a car. It's like in I, I know that FIFA does. You can start in any career mode in FIFA, but like a lot of the teams that people support in football are just a team that they randomly got transferred to in FIFA and they had to spend two seasons at Scunthorpe or something and now they support <laughs> Scunthorpe. And I think it's good to have that where you get that connection with a car because you drive that a lot in or you, you yeah, you drive that a lot in a game. And maybe this system will, will help that. I like that analogy. Yes. Yes, very yeah. good. Who I think will be, well, what car would be the Scunthorpe of, uh, of motorsport? I'm not quite sure. Let's just know. <laughs> I think me and you need to play FIFA. I'm here, and we're both FIFA fans. Yeah, well, I whenever I go home, the problem is, is that I know if I bought FIFA now, <laughs> it would be my life over. Yeah, because I wouldn't come into work. <laughs> my life would revolve around what's the minimum amount of sleep I can have, what's the minimum amount of food I can eat, yep. what's the most amount of FIFA I can play, and so I only play FIFA 16 when I go back to my parents' house, Love it. Uh, which will be this weekend. So I will be playing eight hours of FIFA because <laughs> uh, it's not healthy for no. me in order to do it. It would become an addiction. Excellent. Um, well, that's pretty much our factor done. Let's yep. talk about some iRacing stuff. Um, Petit Le Mans. Uh, I am not taking part in it, but you are. Correct. And you have been taking part in a lot of these IMSA races this week, which have been at Road Atlanta yep. with, this, with these cars. And it's been for quite frustrating, this recurring issue with iRacing, which has been a problem since I joined back in 2016, which is the splits. We always have this where you have the 
you have different levels of or different numbers of drivers in each of the classes, and that means that you have some very weak drivers in one of the classes take part against some very strong drivers in other classes. But this is taking it to a new level yep. where it's exemplifying that or exaggerating that, sorry, by having even more low quality drivers in a split because they're not being split in the LMP2s. So I'll let you, t- you explain. Yeah, so, I mean, this has been a problem of old, but the recent fix they've implemented, an algorithm fix, has made things worse because what we're seeing now is, like, for example, I had many races this week and I've seen even worse examples this week. So let's say we see um, a soft is the strength of field, i.e. the average skill level of the drivers in a class uh, averaged out. So we're seeing a soft in, say, LMDH of 5.9, 6.1, and there's 11 drivers. I'll get back to why only 11 in a minute. GT3, about the same, 5.9, 6K soft. Again, about 11 drivers. And then 23 LMP2 drivers with an average soft of 2.1K, 1.9K. Now, it's not just the problem. I'm not saying the LMP2 shouldn't be there. I'm saying the LMP2s should be 11 cars because we're seeing, if you were to add up all the drivers in split one and divide them out by how many there are, you would probably almost find out that top split is lower rated than second split because second split doesn't have any LMP2s in it. Mm. And you've got 5K drivers in split two who are LMDH drivers and GT3 drivers, perfectly capable drivers, very, very experienced, high-profile drivers. And then we have 0.9K LMP2 drivers in the top split. Now, I don't have a... This isn't me beating on low-class drivers. It's the multi-class aspect of how the LMDHs that this skill level will be running in a close pack and the GT3s will be in a close pack. Whereas... (laughs) I'm trying to be polite, but the LMP2 drivers will be everywhere. Yep. Okay. Absolutely everywhere. They're not in a close pack. So are they constantly, a few times you know, in the race, they're going to have to deal with seven very fast LMDH drivers getting past them. Plus, they have to navigate past a bunch of GT3s. Some of, some of these GT3 drivers are almost quicker than them in a few corner phases where these GT3 drivers are the best of the best on the service. And the LMP2 drivers have I ratings lower than when you get iRacing given to you at the beginning. Mm. So... The obvious fix, I'm not saying ditch the LMP2s. I'm saying the fix is simple. We need to lower the weaker. It doesn't just have to be LMP2s. Whichever the weakest of the average softs are, in this case LMP2, they need to be limited to 11 drivers, which would put the soft average, say, 3.5, 3.6K. Then we have 17 to 19 LMDHs, and again in the GT3. So we get more LMDH drivers, more GT3 drivers, and less of the weaker class. This would make it safer for everyone. I mean, when you join, you can see the text chat. And the number one thing isn't big drivers insulting little drivers. The little drivers te- messaging, what the hell am I doing here? Yep. I'm, I, like, this is my second IMSA race of my life. And I'm racing, uh, I've got the red line, the Apex drivers, the Williams drivers. Oh, what's happening? Why, why am I here? I'm, I'm going to kill all of you. Like, yeah. Um, and I'm sorry about it. Yes. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's, uh, I, you know, and I posted earlier on, I did get a C in A level maths. It seems quite simple to have an algorithm, but it just seems year after year we don't get the algorithm. And, and I mean, in special events as well, we've, we've seen it in the past where you have the same amount of GT3s, LMP2s, and um, LMDHs. And you've always had different I ratings, like, uh, obviously, I'm not saying that we should like 
massively limit. And I'm not saying that if you have 10 splits and 10 LMDHs that they should be one in each split. Obviously not that. But basically you just need to make it so that you reduce the numbers. And maths is a wonderful thing. They, they can change this, the formula and yet they just seem so static when it comes to this. When it comes to petite, how do you think this is going to affect it? Do you think we will have the same issue for petite or do you think we will just have the same number of cars in each of the splits but have the recurring issue of split four, for example, with the MDHs and GTDs being 4K and the LMP2s being 1K because that's the very lowest amount of them? So it's tough. I tried to work this out when you asked earlier. I'm not sure. I think it, the problem will be lessened by the fact there will be more LMP2 teams. They will actually split the LMP2s. They will be in multiple splits. Correct. Um, it's just the way they split, at mm. what number they split. But I think it's going to be okay. Obviously, you are going to see, let's not beat around the bush, LMDH, a petit mon, will be about 8.8k soft. GT3s, we are going to probably see one of the highest we've ever seen because we're back to triple class, mm. i.e., there's less teams. The soft will be higher. But we could see 9K softs. Are we going to see 9K in LMP2? No. Are we going to see 8? No. 7? It's a stretch, but I think we're going to be looking at about 6. So it's, it's, I think it will be okay. I just hope we don't bloat the amount of LMP2s in top split. I hope it's, you know, uh, 17 each or something. Around that number. I forget what the number is, but uh, even's fine. The problem is more when LMP2 participation is only 20 drivers yeah. That's when the huge. That isn't going to happen at Petit. There can't just yeah, yeah. be twenty teams. I pray. Yeah, like I mean, it j just like I imagine there'll be a few people who are like, hang on, we could win top split here until <laughs> LMP2. That'd be my thinking. I quite like the LMP2. LMP I do. Bring back the LMP2. It's such, had such a good run on iRacing since it was added a few years ago. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's a shame to see it go down. But I, th I think it will come back. I think once the LMDH hype dies down, the GTP hype dies down, um, which might not happen. But if it does, then people will come back to the good old. LMP2, and I guess LMP3 probably hasn't helped with that either. Splits Not in the participation all. a bit. So a little bit of a shame with that, with that one, but yeah, hopefully we see that come back. Uh, on the topic of LMHs, um, Aston Martin are joining uh, WEC and Le Mans 24 in 2025, but also IMSA as well. iRacing have all the IMSA cars. Now, I'm very sceptical because Aston Martin, I think, signed a contract with iRacing for... Uh, Aston Martin cars to join the same back in like 2013 and since then we have had two cars GT1 GT4, GT4 I think. never got a GT3 never got a GT3 how on earth do you not have a GT3 or but a we GTE? have the Ford we have the Ford <laughs> <laughs> so of all the manufacturers for this to somehow go wrong I don't think there's any like aggro or anything between the two of them it just doesn't happen for some reason Aston Martin are very involved in sim racing so they'll surely be behind this Anyway, hopefully we'll have the Aston Martin within the next 18 months on iRacing. Yeah, and if I've done my research right, which if anything school's got to go by, I haven't, it is going to be the first LMH coming yes. to IMSA, which is, as far as I know, doesn't have the hybrid system. I think it's... I think that sounds like a question, and that's not the question to ask. Uh, there's no hybrid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it's a 6.5 litre V12 Cosworth. And it will be able to run in WEC and IMSA with a BOP. Because I think when this first started, there was the divergence of LMH and LMDH. And it was always decided they'll be run under a BOP, not two separate classes. Um, but yeah, it looks like Aston Martin are committing big uh, with Le Mans 24, WEC and IMSA. I think that's... Yeah, this going to be great. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully we get it, because I'd love to be driving. I'm really enjoying the GTPs at the moment. 
Um, that's that's what we need to stay more. GTP. GTP. Uh, what a mistake in prototype championship that I named it LMDH. Should have named it GTP because they're all GTP cars and most of them aren't LMDH cars. So yes, GTP. GTP. Or, even though it's an awful name, GT prototype. What's, it's what a throwback to way back. There used to be GTPs. A okay. long time ago. So when these were announced, it was almost like, what should we call them? And then I think the decision was, look, we had we had these a long time ago. Let's bring back the name. Okay, that's fair enough. That's fair logic. Grand Touring Prototype. Grand Touring Prototype, yeah. Um, yeah, so that will be entering, hopefully, iRacing at some point, <laughs> along with maybe some other cars. I don't know, maybe the Alpine. We'll get it when rain comes. Or- Rain comes, yeah, man. Imagine if every week we were like, "I racing haven't added rain yet." Uh, that would get uh, that get boring, eh? Um, so uh, now we've discussed sim racing news. Now we're going to have a bit of an update when it comes to all the Apex Racing brands as well. There's been some interesting news as well. So if you're like, no, I'm not so interested in that, do keep tuned because uh, there has been some interesting developments. And hey, we'll make it entertaining. Uh, we also might be able to show you the banner for the Apex Racing Academy. Um, and here it is. So if you go to uh, com, you can use the free code when you uh, at checkout late Apex, no spaces. And if you type that in, then you will get three months free by going to www.apexracingac.com. Do that. Uh, do thoroughly recommend it. We were saying earlier on how we, before we caught free Apex Racing Academy uh, <laughs> subscriptions, we used to uh, use our hard-earned cash to buy them because uh, they're very good. So thanks yes, to them for great. supporting the podcast slash YouTube stream, whatever this is. Oh, no, hang on. There you go. I've done it now. People listening, Perfect. I have no idea, but we just showed something through the magic of technology. In Apex Racing Team, we have a new addition. Alex Dunn has joined the team. Very good driver, a very committed eye racer. Considering that he does real life racing, he is a British F4 champion in which he scored a record number of wins, and that's more than Norris and Piastri. So he's genuinely very, very good. He now races in GB3. I think he's fourth in the championship going into the final round of the season. I think that's in a couple of weeks' time. Um, he is one of the 10K-plus club at 10.419 I-rating. I think his most interesting stat, though, is that he's got over 2,000 race starts. And after joining on uh, in 2020, I calculated the exact percentage or number of races he's done since he's joining. He's averaged, David, 1.71 races per day since joining. This is a man. I used to do karting. When you do karting, you are gone from Friday evening to Saturday evening. He does proper racing. He's gone for three days of the week, like uh, every month, maybe even more than that. And he's still done 1.71 races per day over the course of three and a half years. That's I, insane. I, I, I do this full time. Mm. This is my full time job. I, I race. Yeah. I race him. I have been on the service a little bit longer than him. And I do this full time. And I'm at 1,200. Yeah. A thousand less starts. That's, it, it's, it's, I can't. I, I don't understand. He's built yeah. different. Like, really enthusiastic. I, I, I must say, like, whenever we have a, a new driver join and it's a real-life driver, there's always that great insult where it's like, obviously, they're going to prioritise their real-life racing, which is absolutely fair enough. I think anyone, any one of us would, would do the same. Um, 
and it's a bit like, okay, what events are they actually going to take part in? Alex, when he has an opportunity, he's a he's a Verstappen type. He he's going to be racing whenever there is time around his real life racing. So he will be a fantastic addition. He's actually racing in Petite this week uh, alongside uh, Salva Talens. It's going to be a very strong uh, cl- uh, race. That I think they're in the Merc. And uh, he will also be racing in special events and he'll be racing in IMSA as well in the IMSA Global Esports Championship, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, what a great addition. And he, yeah, he is an animal. We haven't mentioned yeah. that yet. You said he's irating how many races. He's an actual animal. Yeah. He only knows how to win. Doesn't matter who the competition is, it doesn't matter if they've been grinding all week. As I say, I do this full-time. I see who's at the top all week long, and Alex jumps in late in the week, and he he's an animal. Talent. It, like, it, it's, it's annoying. He, like, he, he's, he's one of these alien types. There's much worse drivers than him who are also aliens. He's like the outs-of-the-galaxy aliens because, yeah, he's um, just oozing talent. You, you see that with fairly few drivers where they can seemingly put in quite little effort and still just be... On it because, like I said, he's away so much. He, he's based in Ireland, is Alex. He does all his racing in the UK, so he's he's traveling a lot. He's racing in real life a lot. He doesn't have a whole lot for the time for the sim, and he's still at ten point. He, he's a nice guy. He pops into my stream, gives me advice, tells me things I'm doing wrong. He, he, he <laughs> I just don't. His pace is on an unfathomable level that I don't. People sometimes tell me, just watch his lap. I'm like, look. The last thing I should do is watch his lap. Yeah. Not like if I was able to watch his lap and emulate it, I would. But I don't want to know where he's breaking. I can't do that. No. I know he's doing it. I'm <laughs> fully aware. I can't. Uh, yeah, he's uh, yeah built different and a fantastic addition. Uh, there is a YouTube video of like a three-minute interview on the Apex Racing Team Apex Racing Team YouTube channel. Uh, and he explains who his racing idol is. Spoiler alert, it's Michael Schumacher, even though... And, and he was saying, oh, yeah, I grew up watching Michael Schumacher. Uh, I'm going to call out Alex here. Alex, you were yeah. one when Michael <laughs> won his last world championship. In fact, so I say, I think he may have been zero when Michael won his last world championship. So you may have seen him in the Mercedes years, which, honestly, I don't no. think he inspired any kids <laughs> in his Mercedes years, the Schumacher. But Alex is very young. <laughs> But clearly, he he's seen some some archive footage of uh, of Michael, as, <laughs> and is very impressed by him. So uh, I didn't watch Michael back in his like good years, and I'm an old man. I'm like, way older than Alex, and it depresses me. <laughs> um, in terms of other events for Apex Racing Team, it's been a successful week. Has really successful week. Yeah. We'll leave the most successful till last. But here's a bit of a rundown. Pest Contenders Series. Double race victory for Michael... Sorry, double race victory overall. Michael Yanni took the first race when Parker White took the second one. They're looking very good to get into Pesk next season. Also, Luke McCurran scored a P2. I think there were... Basically, everyone got solid results. But those three in particular did really, really well. They're looking good for Pesk right now, which would be a big deal. Like, I, I think... It, it's it's possible right now because we've also got a couple of other drivers. I think Johan, Hearth, I think Salva, Talons, and Sanchez as well. I think are all qualified for next year, and it's looking likely that we'll have at least three more, maybe even seven or eight Pesk drivers next year. I don't think anyone ever. I think last season the most anyone had may have been us with four. So like, we're, we're looking good for Pesk. Parker's Parker's an oval driver. Can Parker's we just... seriously good. 
He's an oval driver. He only changed. Well, I mean, he still does a bit of oval. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's competing in the NASCAR. I forget the name, but the esports thing. Yeah, the Coke series. Yeah, and yeah, another one of these monumentally talented guys. Also increasing his iOSing loads. Like he's gaining like a couple hundred every month. He'll be he'll be ten k imminently on Overland Road. Yes, yeah, unbelievable. But yeah, it was a great showing for Pesca. Marco Yanni's killing it. Luke is Luke's. I I knew Luke when he was like one point six k. He used to drive in my community races. He used to be like average in ARL. <laughs> it gives me hope. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. He, he used to be struggling to get race wins in ARL, and look at him now. Yeah, so we used to do. I still run the, the 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 weekly series, but he used to run. I, I, we could tell he was um, a step up. Like we could tell his potential was higher. Uh, maybe he'd make mistakes because he's always uh, pushing for that that limit. Those kind of drivers, they you know then go off, whereas we're not because we're never pushing. Um, but to see him progress, he went off to red line, then he came back to a uh, came to apex. But I think he disappeared for a year, trained with a Buddha. <laughs> because I, I don't really remember the transition from 4K to the 8, 9K. Yeah, British F4 Esports champion yeah. last, last season. Um, Great kid. Fast as hell. Yeah, really fast. Um, yeah, really, really cool. And uh, I, I think of all those guys, I, I, I mean, obviously Michael and Parker are very good. Luke was the guy who I think we're going into contenders. Like, yeah, you'll get there. Yeah, I mean, I've only ever known Michael as a as a talented consistent nice guy yeah. so i've only ever seen that side parker and i think i knew his road uh oval then road but luke yeah i've known for years like three plus since i started sim racing i've known luke so yeah yeah to see him grow has been a phenomenal awesome job from all of them and uh yeah they need to keep up the good work that was at laguna i think it's red bull ring this week so um yes uh best of luck for them to keep that up um british f4 esports series now this one is always like you gotta take with a grain of salt because like this series is is madness. Uh, there's quite a range in abilities, and because it's F4 cars, and because it's very narrow circuits, because it's all British circuits, if you can get through and score points, even if it's like two points, you're thinking ah, it could have been worse because there are some very talented drivers who are currently on negative points. I won't name any names, but some guys have done two meetings, four races, and have got no points so far. You were very high up in last season. So it is really tough. Peter Bowman, however, no problem for him. New championship leader, 71 points to 48. He got a double race victory and the pole for race one. No one's ever done that in the British F4 esports series. The man's a machine. He's really demonstrating why he won the IRO1 World Championship uh, last year. And um, yeah, he's just on top form. And uh, he, 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 for me, he was the obvious favourite for the championship going in. He would have probably been right up there last season had he not been really unlucky. And he's performing this season. Yeah, I've seen him training uh, next to the ESL guys that I've been working on stuff and everything. And he's, you know, he's a hard worker. He seems really quick. He's a nice guy. He's doing fantastic. And yeah, double race victory. Let's point out the double race victory. There's a reverse grid element. Yeah, yeah. So don't usually see that in an esport environment, a reverse grid. Uh, so a double win makes it all that special. Um, but yeah, it does look like a messy race. <laughs> yeah, uh, there was uh, a bit of chaos. Um, so yeah, that was that was a shame for those guys. Luke McCurn, unfortunately, was involved in that in race two. He got taken out at the start of race one. Apologies, at the start of race two on lap one when running in second place. 
uh, quick word as well for uh, Gordy Much, uh, who of course people have seen from um, Real Life stuff. Uh, he's now third place in the championship. He's not an Apex driver, but he does race from the Apex Sim Center. Yeah, I see him down there yeah. in the reception area. So, like <laughs> anyone who ever like rents a rig over on ApexRacingSim.com, yeah, you're using the rig that a guy is currently third place in the championship in uh, British Chef. Go- Gordy blessed. So, yeah, exactly. You might be sitting in the same spot. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, oh, we should mention it's the Storm Force Racing ART That's team point. Yeah, for the yeah. for the F4. Exactly. Srat. 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 Yeah. Um, okay. Yes. So uh, that that'll be really cool. Uh, so congratulations to those guys. Also, a quick mention we were discussing earlier on. I didn't realize this existed. The FIA F4 Esports Regional Tour iRacing Series didn't know it existed. It's got a new thing. Check it out. Yeah, that's why I thought I'd mention it. I mean, it looks. I thought. They were two and the same. I thought the thing yeah. that you was doing and the thing I'd seen was this, but it looks like iRacing's, uh, or the FIA is almost working on a like a feeder series into esports. This looks interesting. I don't know too much about it, but they've got what four different regions, um, which I suppose doesn't just make the races at uh, more convenient times, but I suppose in a roundabout way could help with, uh, you know, your netcode collisions. Um, so it looks good. Um, let's see what else they can work on because obviously we're so used to just being the Porsche, the Porsche Cup car, or the IRO one, or the uh, you know these um, cars for your esport experience. But this is looking fantastic, and to pair it with the British F4, um, I think this is very exciting. Yeah, it's pretty neat, and it's accessible to everyone. Yeah, just... yeah, it, it, anyone can race it. So uh, yeah, yeah do, you, do check that out. Um, Grand Prix Turn Racing I Racing Series. Uh, this is the IO One Championship, World Championship event, obviously. Ben Fuller, who uh, my earliest memories with Ben is him lapping me when I was finishing second in the FW31 uh, a couple of years ago. And people who listen to commentaries, I always go on about how good the FW31 is. And I have really fond memories of finishing second or third with Ben a lap ahead of me because Ben's another alien built different. He was P4. Manu Kubo uh, was P6. Yanni and Sivi Sabo were also in the top 10. Solid points for them. Um, uh, I, I should probably check the championship standings going into this. I don't think any of them are quite at the summit. I think Ben had a tricky couple of first rounds. I think Ben at Spa, which was round one of the championship, like ran out of fuel at the bus stop at um, Spa. And it like spun the car or something. It like caused like a, a blip. Or oh, no, sorry, he got a puncture. My bad, he didn't run out of fuel. He got a puncture because of your, oh, the tires went down to 0%. Yep. And it like spun him around and he could have won the race. I think the car bottoms. Yeah. yeah and... uh, so he got messed up. Uh, so uh, that the racing in that series is absolutely mad. There's basically no dirt yeah, and a million slipstream. And they're all very good drivers. So everyone's in a group with one another. That's the one thing I've together. heard is the million slipstream. Apparently yeah. no dirt yeah. Pretty much. Because yeah. it's like all ground effects and That's you can't crazy. verify if it's realistic or not. So, you know, don't, don't say, yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's face it, in iRacing, at least when it comes to high-performance single-seaters, in the F1 cars, there's pretty much no dirt to Yeah, yeah it's despite. crazy. Um, so, yeah, this is a crazy series. Yeah. Too fast for me. <laughs> <laughs> Too fast for uh, a lot of people. It's pretty much faster than any other single-seater in real life, I think. Um, they are crazy cars. Do watch it. It's genuinely very entertaining. It and is, If yeah. you want entertainment. And it's not that long a race either. I think, you know, give it give it a go. Um, I think the big news, though, is our R1. Uh, best race ever for uh, Mercedes AMG Esports Team ART. Uh, they are the four guys who race downstairs. 
amazing performance from them all. They did really, really well. All through to the, to the semi-final. It's the first time since the very first round of ESL R1 that's happened. That was back in February. An incredible effort from all of them. Really tense racing. You were streaming it. Uh, how, how was it watching those guys? I was watching it as well. Well, obviously I'm trying and be... I'm very biased for Apex now. Yeah. I was, it was, you should be. Yes. You should be. Um, but yeah, it was so tense because every qualifying was... So for those missing the format, it's 12 cars in each round. Top six go through to the semis, um, which is very important because it's your opportunity to score more points while your competitors are sat at home not competing. So getting in that top six is very important. I believe I don't I can't remember the quote, but basically I think we qualified sixth, seventh, seventh, sixth. So we were right on the cusp every time. I think it was there or thereabout. I think maybe one of them actually got eighth. But no one had a clear path through to the next round. So each round was I mean, Kevin's race was one of the best races I've watched in ages. I mean it was a five car three wide giga battle for nine laps and I loved it. It was really tense, uh, but Kev made it work. And obviously, we cannot not mention. Obviously, uh, uh, Jamie picked up a win. Did, uh, um, no, that was the week before. Last week. That was last week. Okay, his first ever win. It was. Uh, let's mention Elvis though today. Uh, um, well, getting through. Uh, he's new to all this. Um, he's. I mean, compared to all the drivers he's competing against, he's. In, I don't want to know how many months behind on knowledge and experience. Yeah, about six months. Yeah, which is a lot because the level they're racing at is yeah, yeah, yeah. ridiculous. So to get that top six and get through to the semis is uh, it was a great day, great day, big points. Really was, and then today it went even better. Um, two of them got three. Yep, Jamie got three, and Johan got three. Yeah, both quite easy actually. They were sort of at the back of a lead four car pack, whilst everyone else battled behind. Kev, unfortunately, struggled on his quality lap. He was really frustrated. He was looking really good going into this round. His quality lap was a long way off what he could have produced. Um, And unfortunately, he left him too much work to do. Uh, Elvis had actually a pretty good run again. I think he finished eighth. But I think in this race, basically, um, well, he wasn't too far away, actually, from the top six at one point. I think he was running in seventh on the Mm -hmm. top six at one point. But I think it was like five car bats or something. So it was going to be very tricky to come out on top in that one. So, uh, yeah. Good effort from us. And then the final, yeah, it didn't go well for Johan. He basically dropped back to the back. There was a big away. incident as well, yeah. But Jamie, tenths of a second away from winning. And honestly, it's so good to see Jamie win a, a race like last last week, P2 in the final this time. Because, you know, he's, he's got a bit frustrated with Pesk. How he's probably the best Pesk driver ever not to win a race. Probably the best like iRacing World Championship level driver who's never won a race. And he's really got annoyed at that. He really wants to win a race. He's finally won the ESOR on one race. He was saying that's the best race when he's ever had. And that was in a semi-final. He's nearly won a final. The guy yeah. hadn't reached a final for eight months. He's now reached three in a row in three weeks. Like, yeah, he's taken it to a new level. So when I spoke to him uh, after the win, yeah, so last week, and I said, like, you know, mate, that's amazing. You, you know, you're fast. Like, what changed? Like, if, and I go, you know, what, how does it feel? And like, you know, what was the, you know, the magic formula? And I loved his reply because we know Jamie's very calm. He's not overconfident. He's, he's one of the nicest esport guys you're going to meet. Nice guys. And he said, I've always had the pace in Rensport. I've never had the chance to show it because I've, ne- I've not put my coil lap together. Yeah. And this time he put, put it on pole. So he had the opportunity to show, look, I have the pace. I'm going to do this. I'm going to win. 
and he beat out Max Beneke, and yeah, that was phenomenal. And yeah, today he showed he had the pace and he had the right, like, really good race. You need to watch the race back because it came down to the white flag, Jamie catching, 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 catching. I think it ended like a tenth apart. Yeah, yeah. One more lap and he (laughs) had a chance, but like, (laughs) it would have been tricky to pull it off, but like, yeah, really good effort from Jamie. He is. Uh, and we don't want to quote too early, but frankly, him and Kev looking very good for the top 24 now. Yep. Jimmy missed out on the top 24 earlier this year. Johan is still inside the, the top 20. I mean, he's got decent points from this round. Has uh, has Johan gained to the final? So, um, yeah, I'm not sure what the points are, actually. I might have a quick Google. Uh, but, yeah, he's um, he's looking really good right now. So, um, yeah, amazing work. Um, Elvis in the top 40, which, like, genuinely is, like, very good. Yeah, I think considering... 37th. Yeah, like he's um, had a really good run uh, in the previous round. Fortunately, he's going to miss the last. I think it's the last round um, that uh, Elvis is missing, so he's not going to make the top twenty-four. I mean, mathematically good, but he'd have to have an insane result. Uh, they haven't updated the points. Thanks. So am I, am I jumping in for Elvis? I didn't hear. Uh, oh, I was, I was going to do it. Uh, okay. Sorry. I, we'll play FIFA and decide. I did three. I, I did three laps at a, at an event for <laughs> some clients, and I'm pretty. I'm, I'm all right. It's quite an easy sim to to try. Oh, so, I can't wait to see you perform then. If yeah. It's that easy. Yeah, yeah. It was a point seven. <laughs> my best lap. I, it doesn't matter what the sectors are. They don't. They don't talk about the seconds. No. In the series. They just talk about the points. The point seven. And so I think I could fly under the radar. <laughs> And say, wow, a point zero. He's half a second clear of the rest. We'll see. Um, Brilliant. So, but, yeah, looking forward. They've got a break now, but I think three weeks till the next round. Yeah. So it's time for them to, you know, rest up because it has been a triple header. A triple header. The problem, the problem is they can't rest because we don't know what the circuits are which are coming up. Uh, we don't know if it's going to be the existing circuits or what. Um, so once, they, once that circuit is announced... Uh, it'll probably be like Spa or whatever. Um, they need to get on it. Yes. <laughs> They'll be waiting for that to come. But now maybe they can relax a little bit. But once that circuit is announced, that's where they're racing next. I think they're going to. Yeah, I think the it. triple headers it add into their personal life and their time because I think people underestimate how many hours go into yeah, yeah. delivering these type of Q laps and this uh, pace that they're performing at uh, because it is so tight. I took a picture early today. I think the top eight in. I want to say Jamie's race was separated by was, yeah. eight hundredths of a second, the yeah. top eight. Yeah, it's it, it's, it's sublime. It's esports level, isn't it? Or, yeah, or, exactly. Or, or, or closeness. And obviously this is a much more demanding sim than F1 uh, esports. Not not saying that the level of driving is any lower. I think F1 esports is uh, definitely uh, probably uh, joint level with uh, ESR1 is the most competitive. But um, in terms of the actual physics of the game, it's a bit easier to replicate your your, your driving on uh, on F1 esports. So, yeah, amazing, uh, amazing level. And, uh, yeah, they're having to... It, it's a very frustrating series because it's fixed setups. Conditions are always the same. And so it is just the most grindiest like yep. series ever, but it's it's working for them. Uh, their preparation is good and they're performing well. So hopefully we can keep it up because genuinely could get a top five in the teams championship. Not I think still is sixth I think at the moment, but like it was not far a, away from the teams above. It was so. a big day. It was big point score today. Yeah. Probably one of the biggest, right? Jamie a P two, two finalists, yeah. four through to the semis. It's yeah, a big yeah. day. Big day. But highest point scoring big finish, I think, ever. I think our best was probably 105 points before. This must have been 120, something like that. So, Excellent. Yes. 
really good stuff. Uh, so that's Apex Racing Team. Um, in terms of Apex Racing League, we covered Apex Racing League Prototype Championship a few moments ago. Uh, it was quite a good race, wasn't it? Some guys having problems at the start. The cursed P1. Yeah, uh, poor QT having two rounds in a row where he doesn't even make the start-finish line. Yeah. Out. Um, yeah, I mean, he's just cursed on lap one. Yeah. Uh, Got hit up the rear on the formation lap. But hey, look, when we were sat here, we did not know how to beat him. They are finding a way to beat him. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was three quarters of a second uh, ahead of the rest in qualifying. He said that it was like his goated um, uh, lap in qualifying. I was saying how, you know, take this in whilst you can see it, guys, because this guy is going places. And then he gets taken out on the formation lap. Uh, shame to see. Um, it was um, it was a good race. It was a good race, though. Um, and, uh, yeah, everyone should be pleased. Uh, I was maybe going to find the race results. I should probably upload the race results after they finished. Um, but uh, it was good. And some good recoveries as well from some drivers. Paul Busby had a good chance at winning. He went out. But it was Nick Madsen who ended up winning by a decent margin, um, partially because some of the other drivers fell off the circuit, and he was the one front runner really left out of sort of that top four, I think, that we should have had. Yeah. He was the one who was still there. Yeah, we lost, obviously, QT at the start of the race. We lost Viela due to an incident with an LMP3. Viela uh, bent it by himself, didn't he? Oh, it was. It was by himself. Uh, we lost... Um, uh, who was the... Oh, Paul Busby out of contention. He never really showed that he was a leader, by the end of the race and how it finished, uh, though he what forty second penalty, thirty six off the lead. So yeah, he cost himself that battle. But Nick showed that he had what it took to finish first. I mean, that is after all the best strategy. Don't get caught up in anything. Don't bin it. Don't get hit from behind before the race starts. Not that that uh, QT could have done a lot about that. Um, but yeah, great race. LMP threes. Uh, obviously, it's difficult for us broadcasters to stay up with it because it was a very, um, the battles were very small and far fair between. But at the end of the day, it was like two seconds between the top three for much of the race, wasn't it? Yes. We had a few changes for the lead in the early stages, but generally it was quite consistent. Um, but uh, I keep on losing my mind, actually. Uh, you may have seen my facial expressions. I keep on going to load up stuff on my laptop and I keep on clicking on the wrong it's stuff. It's been a long day. Because uh, it's been a long day. It was a long day yesterday. And, um, yeah, I'm just not that smart a person. So uh, I'm trying to get the these <laughs> results, possibly. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was a um, good effort for Madsen. And it was it was State. Was, no, it was Fortan, sorry. Fortan, yep. The LMP3s. So congratulations to, to Fortan. He's showing to be on a different level. I mean, is it... Who's the other one? Um, Sedgley. Sedgley. Yeah. yeah. Again, he's more than capable. Adam State seems to have the one lap pace, but... Yeah, he falls away as the race goes on, doesn't he? Well, it could just times. be bad luck. I mean, three rounds can still be bad luck. Let's see where he finishes later in the season, mate. In the end of the day, over a season, you create your own luck. You, you know, it is a fact. Yep. So uh, let's see. But he, he's fast enough. Let's see if he can uh, uh, bring it away. You're back to Super Formula. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's the other thing that happens. Ah, I we didn't go, get We're going to try to show this on... Uh, let's and, do it. I'm going to turn up the volume as well. So... I'll give a rundown of what happened. Uh, race, Paul Sitter was Rosencrantz, amateur driver, dark day for Apex Racing League admins. He messed up the start, dropped back, 
then um, some other stuff happened. It was close between Alzugari and Garcia for the race win. And then this thing happened. And if I... Oh, actually, if, if I go full screen, that would probably be best. And then I can press Sam. And then I can go to Fade. Lovely stuff. Here we go. Um, so... This move happens, and I will, well, you probably can hear my commentary already over it, but I'm going to commentate over my own commentary. And uh, this was pretty mega. This was the final lap. These two have been glued to one another. This is the first time David's seeing this. Uh, what were you seeing, David? Wow, oh, brilliant. That's comp. Oh, wow. So, again, it just showed intent there. He was hoping the guy would give him space, and then just, if it's the end of the race, you don't have the tyres. That was great to see. Very nice move. These cars are amazing. They're good. Best uh, high-performance single-seaters in eye racing. They are difficult to drive, though. Well, I tested them uh, on stream. I look like an yeah, absolute idiot. Yeah, the traction's very tricky. I think that's the bit that I've struggled with. All I did was spin on stream. Ran Suzuka, I was like, let's do some laps. It took me ages to complete a lap. Because, I don't know, I'm used to you know, your GTs and stuff with TC and everything, and... You can be in third gear and light this thing up and spin. Because it's almost like, is there the turbo, right? The turbo just... The turbo, yeah, yeah. You really so, notice it. Yeah, if you do, if you haven't unwound your wheel and you're getting to 100 and the turbo kicks in and you're still opening up your wheel from the corner, the rear will come around. Yeah, yeah. People really struggle on the race starts. I think a few people are saying, can we have rolling starts, please? Um, but because the race starts are so tricky to get all that power down. It's a really tricky car. I think the competition will very much close as the season goes on people get used to how to drive the car i would be of all the ira of all the apex racing series that's the one that i would do probably um so uh science is still open check out apex racing league.com um that's pretty much it anything else you wanted to mention no i mean i'm looking forward to doing this more uh every week right every week so so of course um this will be on youtube every week you may already be listening on your podcast platform which whatever that is <laughs> Uh, and you can listen to all the future ones on any podcast pa uh, podcast platform as well. And um, yeah, just to keep tuned. Um, I think you can. I I never subscribe to podcasts because I don't listen to that many podcasts. And I know when they get released, but I think you might be able to subscribe as well. So you subscribe to Apex Racing TV yep. and like it because then you'll get recommended the video in the future as well. You get to see our fantastic faces. This is a visual medium, not just an audio medium. So if you are listening on podcast, go see what we look like even though you probably know that already because David does a lot of streaming. Um, Some. And yeah, if you've got any questions in future episodes, pop into chat, ask a question. We're yeah. more than happy to take them. Absolutely. Uh, and also thanks to Apex Racing Academy once again for supporting this. Here we go. Jeez, I really need to get better at this. Uh, www.apexracingac.com. Use the three-month code. Sorry, use the code LATEAPEX. No spaces in order to get three months free. Do you go to apexracingac.com for that. Uh, do you thoroughly recommend it? Oh, no, I've done it wrong, David. You got this. There you go. Okay. I, I thought you were just going to leave it there. It works too. Well, I could have done that. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. That's pretty much um, it for us then. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And we'll see you back next week on The Late Apex. Goodbye. Thank you.